Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. They make coffee brewers. Ever heard of them? If you haven't, you should. They're an awesome family-owned company. They're here in California. They power their facility with solar power, which I hear that's like a new hot thing that progressive people do. The best thing about Curtis, in my humble opinion, is the turnaround time on the brewers. They have a 24-hour turnaround. It's phenomenal. If you've ever ordered a brewer for a wholesale client from someone else and waited and waited and waited for it to come in, you know how frustrating that is. So being able to get the brewer next day like that is absolutely amazing. Shout out to you, Wilbur Curtis. Their customer service is phenomenal and they just care. They care about you. They care about me and I care about them. And that's why Cat Cloud Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. On with the show. Hey, everybody. Hello. What's up? Dude, I'm excited. I'm excited too, man. Yeah, give yourself the magical stay of excitement. I have a gift. Yeah? For you. What is your gift, dude? The magical state of excitement. Oh, I've got that gift too. You can pay it forward to whoever you want, or you can keep it for yourself. I'm going to keep it for myself today because I need it. You really earned it here. The state of excitement is mine. How high? How, like, (laughs) how, like, what level (laughs) of excitement? Yeah, zero to 10. I'm going to go with a seven uh, after your magical gift. But before that, I was more at a five today. Okay. Not not terribly excited for me. Wow, mid-range, huh? It's total mid-range. Middle of the road. Just a nice base. I went to the dentist this morning, (laughs) so you know I'm pretty amped. You're four to six. They're like poking at my gums and calling out the numbers. They ever do that to you? Yeah, you're all... They're all three, mm -hmm. two... One. What does that even mean? Bleeding. <laughs> Tell me when it hurts. Ow. No, yep. when it hurts. Ow. 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 Every time. Yeah. Feels That's super good. Every time it's a metal thing stabbing my guns. So you're telling me you're going to poke me and you want me to tell you when it feels weird. <laughs> it just fucking feels weird, dude. It's disgusting. Cool. It never feels good. How about I punch you in the face and you tell me when it hurts? <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. Now. Yep. Now. There it is. Here we are, guys. Welcome Sorry. To the podcast. I got this great article. Yeah, we're looking at the WSJ. That's the Wall Street Journal. Yes. It's French. French for journal. Wall Street Journal. Did anybody see this? Apparently, it's crunch time for coffee shops. Crunch time. Crowded market loses steam. Shakeout looms. Shakeout looms. Specialty brews at the gas pump. Yeah, okay. Dun, dun, dun. Specialty brews. Is that what it says? We should, yeah. We should. We need that Instagram what that filter bruise. so we could zoom in on that. As dun, I dun, dun. No, they took out the super zoom. Took out the super zoom. Yeah. So Julie Jargon, <laughs> Julie Jargon, great name for a journalist. Is that a, is that a pseudonym? I'd call her JJ. Is that an Unless alias? She didn't want me to, and then I wouldn't. The, so, yeah, she wrote an article. Yeah, this article is summing up a few things. It's basically saying that the specialty coffee market is too crowded. Literally, the first line slash paragraph is America's coffee market is getting too crowded and points that there's 33,000 coffee shops. Starbucks is obviously a huge percentage of that, but the boom is starting to hurt business owners, right? More specifically, small business owners. Cool. There's a few little points she had, but let's just dissect this thing. Let's just dissect this thing so you know grocery stores are expanding have spaces devoted to specialty coffee right 
I have so many feelings. Okay, where the first part where she loses me is right here. At Chevron gas station just north of Los Angeles, 12-ounce cup of coffee can be had for $1.49. While especially coffee drink at Starbucks less than a mile away can cost nearly $5. <laughs> yeah. So obviously we're comparing different drinks. Yeah, here. we're not doing apples to apples here. Because a $5 there is no $5 cup of drip coffee. Not like at the, Starbucks. The basic drip like maybe if you're in one of those weird Starbuckses and you're getting it on a clover yeah, or maybe. something. But if you go in and you're like small or what, what they call it tall yeah tall, tall tall small tall coffee yeah it's not five dollars nope it is definitely not i think I know, it's under I, three dollars i bought it? one in recent I believe times it's like it's like 260 yeah it's it's in that zone so we that's get, actually specialty coffee too not specialty coffee as well well right? that's the thing that's the other so thing that's the thing that's this is like where where it comes into play is because there's this kind of blanket term for specialty coffee which is 80 you know, points plus 80 points plus that the industry holds true. So I guess in some way it's true, but we're really talking about a bunch of different things. Yeah, we are because you don't consider like yourself, like we're not roasting the same coffee, the same level of specialty coffee that's being sold at the gas station. No, for a dollar. I wish we could get our, our coffee into some gas stations though. That'd be sick. That'd be tight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Raise the level of that yeah. gas station coffee. So it's like not apples to apples with a drink and it's not apples to apples with the term that we're using. Right. Because even to me, there's, you know, there's a difference between like a standalone Starbucks to like some weird kiosk in a grocery store. Yeah. Or it's, I mean, and we're talking about a gas station too, right? Ga yeah. Gas station. It's like a whole different thing than a kiosk in a store. It's a whole different level. Like the kiosk in the store is probably a step up from the gas station. The gas yeah, station is like, typically the lowest of the low. It's like gas station, kiosk, then you have a chain store. Yeah. Whatever. Gas station and diner are probably like an old school diner are probably like dancing in the same coffee game. Right? For sure. Except for the diner, you're brewing more fresh coffee consistently. And the, because and people the, are drinking it. Right. And yeah. the, the coffee <laughs> at the yeah gas station, the, it's like maybe busy from like five to seven. And then it's like... And it sits for like eight hours. Yeah, and then the same person drinks coffee. And they're like, yeah, it's pretty rich. Dark. It's, it's pretty gangster. Yeah, it's in, it's I used to get filter. coffee at the gas station every day at the Chevron on my way to Wouldn't high school. Did you microwave it too? Oh, yeah. I would microwave the yeah, shit dude. out of my coffee. Dude, I'd keep it hot. Dude, my friend's dad would... Uh, he would take his coffee, same thing, and then he'd put it in the microwave with some heavy whipping cream and sugar, and then he'd microwave it, and the like the whipped cream would like fluff up all weird in there. <laughs> it gets super weird. It's like when you put a marshmallow in a microwave. Yep. It did something weird like that. He like figured out how to do it. I think he like maybe aero latte did it and like pumped or like oh. yeah, like anyway. It's probably pretty good. You could probably sell that for four fifty <laughs> at a gas station. With some creamy froth exactly. on it. It's creamy froth. Whip it. Yeah, I mean, people are saying, I just don't see room for more coffee shops, says NPD analyst Bonnie Riggs. So NPD is basically a research group that yeah. do analytics. Some of the stuff was in some of the SCA studies, which you have your little yeah, thumb drive that you got on symposiums. But the SCA studies, so they both used the Mintel group as part of it. Um, and then, then the Wall Street Journal used what, NDP or whatever it's called? And NPD, NPD and Mintel also. Yeah. So they both use Mintel, but especially coffee use some other people too. some data monitoring places called IBIS world. And actually they used a lot of different ones. Uh, it looks like we had, geez, like three or four or five different ones for the SCAA for symposium. And this was in 2014. So uh, in 2014, I mean, our market was growing exponentially. We're talking specialty. So I think one of the first things that I'm 
seeing as a frustration is that they're lumping together. If it's true, they're calling the gas station coffee the same specialty coffee that we're speaking of when we go to symposium in the SCA, which, which I might think, be included in that study. And, and in theory, it would be. It would be. If Minucha, Mintel, is doing the same thing. But it's saying that at in 2014, we were on the rise and that, yeah, we are doing tons of billions of dollars, 25 to $26 billion in specialty coffee. Uh, and I guess that was the 2013-14 year. And yeah, seven point seven billion of that was in in Starbucks, but still, that's a lot of other billions for everyone else. We had <laughs> I'll take a couple. Yeah, of those. we had like Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> we had Maxwell House. We had Folgers. Apparently, who got into some of their specialty range? So I guess Folgers is in there. And eight o'clock, um, and Caribou. Oh no, that's not even special. That's at home. So those are people drinking coffee at home. Then. So, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me just jump in this. I totally got the numbers wrong. This is another another thing I just pulled up. The U.S. coffee market in general is 47 to $48 billion. The people who drink it at home cover about $14.3 billion. And they're getting it from superstores, warehouse clubs, blah, 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 blah. Supermarkets are getting $5.6 billion of it. But that's the drink at home. Drugstores are selling $402 million. And the mail internet and other places are like 718 million. And then of those places, you have Starbucks and all that that I talked about. K-Cup at the time and Single Cup were like 8 billion worth. Instant Coffee, like Nescafe, was like just over 1.1 bill. And then the RTD stuff was like 1.3 bill, basically, all in. But the people who are going away from home, $33.3 billion dollars. Yeah, seven point seven billion is in Starbucks. Two hundred sixty-one million was around Caribou, and two hundred fourteen million was in the Pete's game. And then quick service retail, which accounted for seven point eight billion, you got like a mix of Dunkin' Donuts, Krispy Kreme, and Tim Hortons with uh, ooh wow, probably collaborating all together at about four billion of that. And then uh, Office Coffee is sitting at 2.7 billion. McDonald's has got a 1.8 billion as well. Mickey D's. Mickey dude. D's. They jumped in. So it's almost like there needs to be more levels of describing different products. Like maybe there's a specialty umbrella and then to get a real read on what's happening in the market, maybe there needs to be specialty coffee level A, tier B, tier, you know what I mean? Tier right. C because just the numbers are cool and they provide insight and I definitely think the trend of specialty is for sure growing because more people are becoming aware of what's happening. You know, we talked about the whole Mick Cafe thing and all that stuff. Right. But I would love to see like more precise market research about what that means. Yeah. I'm trying to like add up the billions over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, okay, so what they're suggesting in this article, right, is it's like really they're talking about the mom and pop shops they're kind talking of about, going down, right? They're kind of doing a couple things. Yeah. I think they're getting at it's harder for the mom and pop shops to compete with the bigger companies because the bigger companies can afford better real estate. Mm -hmm. They can negotiate better leases and they, they can just afford to pay more rent basically totally. and be in better spots, which is totally true, which isn't necessarily what they're talking about on the first page. In the first page, they're talking about less people are going out to coffee shops, right? Okay, so and the like the cost discrepancy, they're actually talking about three different things, which is pretty interesting. But I think the crux of the idea is like, yeah, mom and pops are hurting because retail is expensive. Okay, so that theoretically is true. But if I'm breaking down 
Well, it's definitely, I mean, that is maybe true, but nothing new. Right. I mean, we're looking for locations all the time, and we know that as a small company with like small amounts of money, it's not as easy as finding a building that's empty and being like, yeah, cool, we'll go there. Yeah, 100%. That's an issue (laughs) all the time. Well, and me just looking here at this math, I mean, okay, so they're calling coffee houses, right? They're separating that. That's 13.6 billion of that. Yeah, over half of it is Starbucks, Caribou, and Pete's, but that still leaves. I mean, Starbucks is a pretty big imprint at 7.7 billion, which, yeah, you know, all in, we're looking at like almost 8 billion of the 13 billion, leaving whatever, almost 14 billion, about five plus billion dollars to go everywhere else. That's still a lot of mom and pop shops in the United States. If you consider there's two Starbucks on every other corner. Right. There's still a lot of business to be done in that billion. So it's got to be, I mean, I'm sure those places do account for um, places like Intelligentsia and Stumptown and some of our bigger chains currently. But even so, and our, our boys at, uh, what's his face? You know, Deadliest Grounds. Nespresso. Todd Carmichael. Todd Carmichael. Yeah, what's that company? I'm blanking on them. I can't believe I'm blanking on them. Dude, who cares? Yeah, whatever. Anyways, there's still a lot of business to be He's done. running around the jungle doing crazy <laughs> he shit. He says he is. <laughs> Todd, you out there, dude? He's in the jungle. You crazy, Todd. So I, I just think there's still a lot of business to be done. And you're right. It's a whole different thing. Like, what do people want? And it sounds like specialty is still on the rise. You and I have talked about this before. If McDonald's is jumping into specialty, they didn't used to be. That means there's, there's, there's places for it to be had. Sure, it's going to be maybe a little bit harder, but it also means that there's opportunity. I think there's opportunity. And I think as independent businesses, it is harder. So like, let's say, let's take us. We're on 36th and Portola. Right. You don't need to know the area. Just know that the streets run basically zero to 42nd. Yeah. Right. And a new Starbucks opened up on 17th and Portola, not so many blocks away from us. Mm -hmm. This is new in the past like year or two. Yeah. Another new Starbucks just opened downtown in this made hub. Super sick place. Mm -hmm. Like, epic building epic parking lot it's a reserve they have a lot of things that we don't have right like especially with parking parking's like a big thing for right. us it, it really hurts they can pay for that they can pay for that they can just be like oh cool we'll buy the lot next to it yeah. too and we'll turn it into parking that's we'll turn sick. it back out which we feel that pain because we don't have that yep but then i think you need to look at like where you're com- like what market are you competing in and what's your competitive advantage? Because you can't go head-to-head on those things. Because no. you're not going to go head-to-head on convenience necessarily. You're not going to be able to go head-to-head on parking. You may not be able to go head-to-head on just straight location in general. 100% true. So you need to be competitive in some things. And first and foremost to me is like as someone who does a lot of stuff, it's just Turnaround times, turnaround wait, time. wait times, yep. like customer service aside, can you get people's drinks to them in close to the same time or better that the big chains do? Yeah, totally. And, and if you can't, you're failing. You're going to fail to capture that portion of customers who are in a hurry, which is like people do a lot of stuff these days, dude. People right. like people want to get coffee, but they might not want to spend 15 minutes doing it. I mean, there's $10 billion between quick service retail, which is the Dunkin' Donuts, McDonald's, blah, 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 and convenience stores. So there's like equal amount to the current amount of coffee houses in the whole United States ready to be taken by people like 
us. And you know how we do it, which is like anything that's going to eat into that customer service time, you find ways to better old methods. Yeah. So let's say you take something that you're passionate about, offering different kinds of coffees to people. Mm -hmm. Traditionally, that's like a pour over. Cool. You can get a pour over. We have coffee on tap, which is phase one to where... If you don't have coffee on tap and it's working for you, congratulations. You're probably in a densely populated metropolitan area where people have time and money to burn. Like I mean, me. and also you're not optimizing the amount of money you could make. But you're that not. Doesn't, that but doesn't that's necessarily okay for have you, to be maybe. your thing. Yeah. yeah. Which, so if you like coffee on tap, great. And then take your single serve coffee. Pour overs is not going to work. Not for us. Not it's for not going to work yeah. because. The brew time is like three minutes. Yeah. You know, let alone, let's say you have prep an time, amazing time. prep time, cleanup time, reset the station. So you just rule that out right away because making a pour over is not the important thing to us. It's getting people unique and special coffee. So right. they feel stoked that they like came to the specialty shop. And that's what they want. So BTC through the espresso machine. Voila. Voila. Or if, if you don't have like, that's a lot of money to buy another espresso machine. That's a mm -hmm. whole other thing. Like, I don't know. Maybe you don't even have single serve coffee. I don't know. Yeah, you could always just serve different single origin coffees in a batch brew. You, you could have two you batch could rotate brews. it out, have two batch That'd brews. Be easy. A single origin and the normal blend. You know, that's how they did it at this donut shop in Pismo. It's really not that hard. It's not that hard. They serve Stumptown and they do a kick ass job of it. They have Hairbender in one, and then the other one's just some rotating like Ellen Herto, and it's like it's freaking brilliant. So I'm yeah. like, good job for you guys. And they know, they ask too. They're just like this chill. You know, donuts are the thing. Coffee's like the second thing. But you go in, you're like, hey, I want a coffee. They're like, oh, cool. You want the blend or the SO? Right. And that's it. And then they give it to you. And I'm like, done. 30 seconds later, I'm out the door with sick-ass Finca Ellen Hertel from the weirdest donut shop ever. We should just do that. We probably are missing the mark there, especially coffee. I think we just, we just educated ourselves. We actually did just educate ourselves. I can't believe I haven't been thinking about doing that for a long time. And so that's like phase one, like timing, pay attention to that timing. And I don't fucking buy that like, Oh, well they have automation so they can do it that much faster. It's all about like, I've been in all these shops, not all these shops, but I go to shops and it's pain. I've seen some shit. I've seen some shit. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You see where people are wasting time. You see where people are wasting energy. You see where people aren't. You know where people are mostly wasting I, time? I want to know, They're dude. fucking lazy and walking around slow. That's a thing for That's sure. That's like more, probably more than 50% of slow service comes from slow human beings I, yeah. who just don't show you that they're working for you. And that is hard for me to watch. And I know there's other stuff. I don't want to tangent too hard, but that's one thing. Like, you can if tangent, you can bro. move faster, maybe you should, because like that's part of making your business better. <laughs> and then tying it back to the people who are in charge is like, why, if your people aren't moving quickly, why is that culturally acceptable? Why is that acceptable? Why is that okay? Yeah. Like, is that just like a thing? Like, oh man, it's chill. Dude. Yeah. It's a coffee uh, shop. They just go at their own pace. It's just fine. He's just chill. No, yeah. he's not just chill. He's just a slow kind he's of He's just guy. slowing down your process. You're basically telling someone like, I don't really value your money or time right. that much. Right. I'm just going to do my own thing. And then, you know, maybe you won't be my customer in three months when I realize I can get it quicker somewhere else. Right. And I think maybe some of, some of uh, this whole scenario does come down to a little bit of acceptance of all of us in specialty coffee where 
people are spe- seeking out specialty, sure, but the overarching themes in that is convenience and speed of service. Exactly. And, and can I get my day started because I need caffeine? And is it worth it? Totally. Right? And especially as the market becomes more saturated. Right. So if we're by ourselves and just here and, you know, fast forward three years and there's, you know, four more specialty shops in Santa Cruz and there's five and more Starbucks and there's people carrying specialty. Like people are going to be carrying specialty at like little pop in and grab shops or yeah they know you know what i'm saying value in it like like if you take across the street from us right now east side eatery they use our coffee right they're just like a little food place but if people figure out they're like man if i just want to drink drip coffee i can just pop in there grab a cup of coffee and be gone i don't have to wait in a coffee shop type line right i just go they could win and so could we they could both win and especially market could win that's three wins right but you might have people around you that aren't carrying your coffee that are kind of like, so you need to provide like, uh, you need to provide a better experience, a faster experience. You just need to be hitting on different cylinders because you're not going to go toe to toe on things like beverage quality when beverage quality becomes more equalized. Right. Everyone's going to be having good coffee. It's not going to be as rare. It's already not as rare as it once was. That's why I think people, you know, people like they're mentioning in the article are having a hard time because they had something that at one time, fuck, we're the only people in town that have this. Right. We're the only people that do latte art. We're the only people that pull espresso to order. And right. now there's a lot of those people. Yeah. Now it's pretty easy to do so. So you got to get on some other stuff. And then on the same token, the big companies are always going to be the big companies and they're going to start jumping in. It's like Coca-Cola put out an iced coffee beverage. Yeah. Did you see that? No. Dude, it's crazy. I'm, I'll pull it up here on my Tell computer me about in a second. It, dude. I, I haven't tasted it or anything. I, I couldn't even believe it was a thing. But Coca Cola has iced coffee, dude. It's freaking crazy. So it's like they it's, know. It's amazing. They know that we're all making an impact. Our job is to Coca Cola <laughs> coffee. Sorry, everybody. I'm typing on my computer. Coca Cola coffee. Is this going to be weird or what? Taste the feeling. Taste the feeling. Explore Coca-Cola. Oh, this is going to be so weird. Coca-Cola coffee is a thing, and we really need to think about it. Yeah, so... Boom. Oh, it's in a can, dude. Yep. Oh, and it's also, it's even crazier, Coca-Cola plus coffee. It looks like that boss stuff from Japan <laughs> or whatever. Coca-Cola Australia is launching a limited edition fusion to provide the perfect post-midday boost, dude. Damn. Two of their favorite tastes together in a single limited edition drink. Coca-Cola plus coffee. Zero sugar. Now available. It's like the four loco of caffeine. It is, dude. <laughs> it's like the... F- Get a load of it's these like guys. Straight just, edge four loco. I mean, I kind of want to find out what that's like. Um, you should probably pound some. Oh, my gosh, Coca-Cola, dude. you want to send us some coffee? <laughs> we'll review it live on like? the podcast. Yeah, dude. Innovation. <laughs> Anyway, it's so they're going there. I mean, people, these big businesses are looking at what we're doing in specialty and they're trying to figure out how to do it themselves. But the thing also about these companies is they are majorly, they're also limited. That's the thing. So where these big companies, this article is suggesting that they have all the money to spend. That's true, but their business models and their margins because of their growth are all far tighter than a lot of specialty coffee. So there's, 
uh, Charles wants to put together something for the SCA, you know, the the lecture series to show how specialty coffee can be profitable at the level that we run it. But we run it at higher labor than all of these specialty, uh, like Starbucks, everybody else, they run with way higher labor, way tighter margins. Like every drink they make makes more money than the drinks we make. So we have to turn and burn on a higher level, but that's something we believe in. So basically what I'm getting at is they're all limited. They're not going to buy actually as good a coffee as we're going to buy ever. And that is for us to help people understand and actually make it worth people purchasing and putting their investment in us because ours is better, but it's still new and it's going to take a while for us to continue to break that mold. And what all these big markets are trying to do, they're actually maybe a little scared of us and they're trying to protect themselves by getting there first. It's like the, the uh, what is it, Silicon Valley, right? It's like the best doesn't have to, oh, it was in that tech launch, right? They were like the one who's going to get to market, Gavin Belson's thing was going to get to market oh, yeah. first. Then it's like, they got to market first. It doesn't matter if yours is better. They got to market first. And they're probably somewhat trying to do this same thing to all of us as well. So we got to stay true. And we got... That's just a perspective. I might be wrong. No, I, I mean... I think I might be right, though. I mean, they're going to get to market first. They can go wherever they, they want. They can do it, They right? got the money. They yeah. can be wherever they want to be. Right. But they aren't buying Geisha, and they're, which maybe not all of us are either, but they're not buying mostly micro-lot coffees from single farmers either. They're mostly not. Yeah. They might be in some, like Starbucks is some Starbucks probably buying is. some crazy stuff yeah. on some other end of the spectrum. But Mac and D's is not. Oh. No. No. No, McDonald's Figured isn't. No. You just need to create something that people want. Okay, here's the thing. If people are going to spend money at your store, you need to give them a reason yeah. for why they want to. And it could be partially product. It could be a connection to something that's like a bigger feeling. It could be like an emotion. It could be something like a cause that you champion. Mm -hmm. Because all things being equal, I always think people will just settle in to whatever is the most convenient. Because you'll have a certain percentage of people who come to you who are like really care about the product. Like all of our customers aren't coffee geeks. No. They're not coffee Most geeks. Most of them aren't. They don't come to us because we have quote unquote the best coffee, even though they appreciate the level of coffee that we have. Right. They love it. We focus on guest experience a lot and we would not be as successful as we are without that focus. Mm -hmm. Even if we had the same location, the same level of awesome product if we had people that were grumpy and service that was slow we would not be people would not be loving us totally well yeah <laughs> well i just i keep thinking about this okay so picture yourself going on a road trip and you're where are you going to eat on that road trip when you stop where are you going to go you're going yelp you're going to either go yelp or you're going to go what you know Right. You're like, okay. you, or if you don't have the time, right? So all I'm thinking is, it's like, okay, something that I've always struggled with is like, where do we want to go? Do we want to try to seek out via Yelp, which mom and pop shop to go, which sometimes we do, but sometimes convenience ends up winning and you have to go to some shitty fast food restaurant. Then you pick the mm. least poisonous of those, <laughs> which is almost always in and out if you can find it. But what we're doing Mentally is we're like, what's the best version of this thing that I don't eat all the time? And then same thing when we're traveling. Where do we go to find our groceries? We go to either our Whole Foods, basically. Yeah, right? you'll find a Whole, Whole Foods or a Trader Joe's. Right. Like someone that you trust, basically. Your trusted source. And to where so it's like, we you... need to become trusted sources. 
on yep. all levels. Like we'll always pick out the in and out over the Jack in the Box across the street. Same with we, coffee. Because we to feel, Starbucks. Be, feel better about it. Yeah. I know what I'm getting at Starbucks. I'm going to go there unless I know for sure in a town that there's coffee. One of my friends or someone said, this is the place to go. Right. Because half the time I It's probably going to be better it's than going to coffee. the mom and pop yeah, shop. Exactly. Yeah. The Starbucks will be better. Because I, I do it. the same thing too. I'm like, yeah. You know, I made a video about like local versus quality. And it's just like all things being considered, I'll buy local first if the quality is equal equal but most times it's not like it bums me out too because i want those i want it to be too shops. i like like going into I them and it. i'm like like to feel them and then my coffee is like tastes like soap and i don't even care about like the old new like if i went into a totally old school coffee shop with the funky like dirty tables and the shitty couch and the weird you know i like got beatniks reading poetry in the back or whatever yeah and the coffee tastes awesome like i'm down with oh, that yeah, i'll go back all i'm the super time. down i don't need fucking new modern danish scandinavian design no. thing like dude old school naked lounge in chico when it's i first chill, worked there yeah, it's the like coffee's no good. latte like, art like, good coffee fine. good people yeah super time, down i'd still go there all the time i think that's great yeah but most people are just like low, 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 low. <laughs> My blood sugar is low, low, low. I need so, half an almond. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird, though. I mean, it's not weird. It, it's just the progression of where we're at. So, sure, Wall Street Journal, I mean, tell us that there's no room for it. But really, what we need to be hearing is we need to continue to learn and elevate our game and stand true because on the other side of whatever you're calling out, Wall Street Journal is going to be some really hyper successful specialty. And if you want to be a part of it, you have to be able to go toe to toe, not literally, but I guess you have to stand the test of this portion of time and, and make people want to come see you. So there's multiple parts to that. You have to be able to market. Well, you have to be able to offer a day in and day out experience. You got to be really nice. Efficiency is something that we're really keen on. And, um, it's not to diss, but there's a picture of a by the cup tea service happening. And I'm, I couldn't be more anti by the cup tea service and I'm not trying to diss on the business. I think a lot of people in good intention say, I'm going to brew you this four minute cup of tea myself and it's going to be nice for you. On the other side of that, everybody else waiting for you to finish that for it's the same thing as the pour over. It takes too much time. Jenny goes across the street and she was just like, Oh, I'll have tea and they do it by the cup. And she's like, Oh, can you just give me a bag? And they're like, no, she's all, never mind. I don't want it. Yeah, and it, it's that's hard for me. No matter where I'm at, I'm like I don't, I don't want to sit there and watch you just pour water over some leaves and let it sit there in a cup with a timer, because you think it's going to change my perspective on something so much. So unless you're 100 percent guaranteed that I'm going to walk out and be like I'm never going to have tea like this ever again anywhere else, and I'm coming back every time, it's maybe not worth it. I don't think it's worth it. It's all about what your primary function is. And yeah. as a coffee shop, your primary function, in my mind, is not to give people the most transcendent tea experience possible. That was a very nice way of saying you're selling coffee at the coffee shop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I totally you're know You're selling what you're coffee and you want to make people feel good about right. their transaction. And just like, dude, recognize who your customer base is. Yeah. If you are a tea house, completely different game. But the bulk of people, I think, who are buying tea at the coffee house, they're not tea connoisseurs. They right. just want a tea and they want it fast because maybe they're on just like a chill thing. Right. They want something decaffeinated. They want hot, warm liquid. Yeah. So give them hot, warm liquid. Nice it should take 30 seconds and then you could be out the door. And 
yeah, someone's going to write in and be like, there's this one guy who loves the tea. And like, yeah, there probably is there that is one, one guy, guy who loves the tea, yeah. but he's not supporting like the entirety of your business. Yeah. I mean, there's it, a lot more people who are like, I don't fucking care. Dude. If the tea was a thousand dollar tea and that person bought it every day. Sick. Yeah. Support the biz, dude. Like, I would that. get him the best tea, whoever, her, he, the best tea in the world. If yeah, that was like, the case. Here's the thing. I want this experience. I will pay for it. Yeah. Great. That's, I will support you in paying amazing. for that experience. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about this. I'll make it this. happen for you. I feel you, dude. Forget about same it, Same team. Same so team. I, yeah. I don't know. You know, do understand it's the whole idea now i just feel like we're on a rant dude well we do that it's the one of our things it's it's the whole idea of a business like this being bigger than yourself right like if you are in retail coffee you are by default i don't think you're actually in the coffee industry you're in the customer service industry if the thing that you're the most passionate about is coffee Get a fucking job, buy a, like a, a GS3, you can make coffee however you want at home. Right. Because the only person that matters is you and your cup of coffee. But if you're in this business of, man, I want to have a coffee house that's a social place where people gather, you're not the focal point of your own business. Like your desires are taking a backseat to those are the people who are coming in the doors because the people who are coming in are the most important. So you need to listen to them. And I think if you can listen to what your potential and current guests really want and understand that, then you can succeed no matter where you are. Right. Like, and you might have different needs depending on where you are, but like dig in, figure it out. Don't just be like, I love, pour over coffee. So we're going to have pour over coffee and that's the end of the equation or like I like my espresso like that and this is the only thing that you will ever drink because that's just what's important to me, you know, dude. So I'm just looking at this specialty coffee consumption guide, right? And it's showing basically that specialty coffee has continued to be on the rise since basically the beginning of 1999. It's just continued to grow. There was like two years it dipped, but since 2009, it's steeply inclined. So like 34% of human beings drink specialty coffee every single day. 50% of human beings drip, uh, at least pulled in the same, right? With all these Mintel, et cetera, et cetera. Um, will drink it multiple times weekly. And then the occasional consumer is at 65%. However, the cups per day are up to like three, over three a day in specialty. And the market share, especially cups, is over 50%. It's hitting 51% in 2014. And that's yeah. continued to grow. I don't think it's going to stop growing. It's I don't even think not. this article is insinuating that it's going to stop growing. I think they're just saying it's harder for the smaller people to get some of that market. Which I think is, yeah, I think they might be right. Because, I mean, doing <laughs> start, a startup business is hard. And especially when the startup world is all, all about... Startup world's hot right now, for one. And Dude, the startup world is about appearing huge out of the gates. Fuck the startup world. I freaking hate it. It's I, dumb. I, it was funny. I was talking with Jenny about... You know, you read those statistics about X percentage of businesses fail in the first three years yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like how it's really statistically hard to have a business that's successful. And I'm just like, man, being where I am now and looking at it, I'm just like, 
part of the reason is that like people don't have developed ideas. They shouldn't have gone into business in the first place. I agree, dude. It not to crunch on anybody's dreams, but it's just like, man, maybe it's not for you. Yeah. The other thing that goes along with that is that people think because of how hot these entrepreneurial ventures are and how hot it is to be a startup and how you're going to fucking hustle and build your own dream. <laughs> like it'll make people feel like they're second class citizens. If they're employed somewhere, if they're not their own boss. And I don't think that's the case either. I, no. you know what I mean? It's a like me mentality. Yeah. You can totally work for someone else, make positive impact in the world and find the place where you fit in. I mean, and I think our employees are, are proof of that telephone. That's my bad. You know, our employees are proof of that. Like if all of our employees were like, see you later, man, we're going to go start our own businesses. Like we would be in a pickle. Right. And I like to think that we're creating a place where they can be the best version of themselves. They don't have to be a business owner. Like we can take that. Ugh. on. Everybody shouldn't want to even be a business. They should, owner. That's what I'm saying. Ugh. It's like, it's not the be all end all, no matter what, like society's telling you and right. being like, dude, you got to hustle and you got to be your own. But it's like, no, it's not the best option for everybody. Ugh. No, it's More not so where you're going to have the most change in the worst place. You ever. might be super bummed and broke and just, trying to figure out what's happening next yeah dude you could be pretty sad yeah it's a very sketchy hard thing to do i mean <laughs> super sketchy yeah. starting a business is sketch fest and most of those startups are going out of business anyway or they're like getting sold which is their whole plan right is to like start up and sell most likely or like get acquired yeah i don't right? even know i mean watch silicon valley they're all trying to get acquired whether that's true or not i don't think they're far off the i mean i think the that's plan. an whether it's true or not, it's definitely an idea that's in people's mind that we're yeah. like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to build a cell. Build a cell. And I'm like, good, good for you, man. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not that. I'll when you look thing. at all the good shit that actually was sold, it was not built to sell. All the that's... shit that continues to be successful that they got a lot of money for. You look at the things like intelligentsia, Pete's, like, you know, even Blue Bottle. In the beginning, those were not build to sell organizations. Those were organizations that were founded because people had really passionate views about how things should work and they thought that they could make a better world. And yeah. then they gained so much popularity that like, oh man, we actually could sell this. But like, right. I don't, down the line. I don't for one second believe that in like the 90s or like early 2000s that James Freeman got up out of bed and was like, I'm going to make a coffee roasting company that I can flip yeah, and make same with millions Dwayne. of dollars. Dwayne, hell no. No. He wasn't like, I'm going to start Stumptown. It's 1999, dude. I got this build to sell idea. No. No, dude. No. It's, it's just, it's not like that. The startup mind, I'm sure dude. there's examples of stuff that did work like that, but like all the stuff that I know is just, it's like passion Imagine first. Imagine a world. <laughs> <laughs> what if I told you what if, <laughs> that Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> could see your child right now, Chris? That's it's great. Yeah, we had a Dunkin' Donuts open in this town. The East Coast is emerging over here on where the West Side. Where is it? It's on water. It's no, over by the freeway. Oh, by where they yeah, put in the habit go? burger. Should we go try some coffee? Yeah, it's right We should habit. go get Dunkin' Habit Burger and a milkshake. Right now? I mean, I got a meeting with Alex, so I can't. What if we brought him one? <laughs> Hey, we brought you a Dunkin. Let's try to go. Let's have Alex see if he can do the ultimate sales pitch to Dunkin Donuts I'm all, locally. Do you guys want to buy some specialty locally roasted coffee? <laughs> That'd be so funny to get a video of him trying to sell the Dunkin Donuts. Or I he could he would, walk into McDonald's he and would probably slam it do down it. and be like, we've got a McFucking problem here. You don't have specialty coffee and I got what you need. Is anything wrong with your order, sir? Uh, yeah, there is. This isn't Cat and Cloud. <laughs> 
Fucking just nailing it. Oh my god. If you want to see Alex at his best, just go to the Cat and Cloud YouTube channel or go to the Cat and Cloud website. There's a huge banner with him. Click on it and there's a video of him talking all about our um, wholesale partner program and how passionate he is about it. We can turn the golden arches sideways and turn it into an and sign. Cat and McDonald's. I feel like we've said our piece today. I feel yeah. good about that. You know what? Wall Street Journal, you're very good writing, but I disagree with what you have to say today. Well, partially. goodbye. <laughs>